0: two zombies are eating a clown one says to the other does this taste funny to you (laughs) yup It is a comedy episode today, and we do have quite a few zombie movies that touch on the hilarity and absurdity of the situation. Today I'll be reviewing the Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, starring Ready Player One's Ty Sheridan, and Bruce Campbell as the grumpy store manager on the busiest night of the year in Black Friday. I could have gone for others. There are plenty to choose from. Shaun of the Dead is high up there as a Zomcom maybe a rom-zom-com with the romantic elements to a zombie comedy. But there is also Billy Connolly in Fido, Little Monsters from Australia, the Korean Zombie for Sale, both Zombielands from the US, and the UK's very own Pride, Prejudice and Zombies, and Cockneys vs. Zombies and that is before you slide down the ladder into the b-movie slop bucket with dude Schno, the norwegian movie with zombie nazis and and attack of the lederhosen zombies from austria i guess what this shows is that even off the top of my head that zombies are popular the world over and zombie comedy even more so i wrote my own Zomcom once, my own rom zomcom once. It was actually a gay rom zomcom uh, called thomby It was called thomby because the main character Thom or Tom uh, had a lisp, and he becomes a zombie when he and his group head to Miami for a gay wedding. Uh, you have zombie drag queens. At a convention, a zombie paraglider with both his legs bitten off, zombie karaoke on the beach with S Club 7, a guy using one of those inflatable giant hamster balls to try to escape across the sea. Um, anyway, it's sitting in my computer if anyone wants to buy it, uh, and I will send it out at some point. Uh, and it is hilarious, honestly. honestly. <laughs> But first, uh, to today's initial offering, uh, and that is The Undead Symphony, Episode 3, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse and Black Friday. The Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, or Sgoozer, is genuinely funny from the opening scene, as Iggy Azalea fan Ron the Janitor accidentally becomes Patient Zero's first victim before the scientist with his hand stuck in the snack machine becomes his and then we meet the three guys the three scouts uh, their scouts in high school logan miller from the escape room movies ty sheridan from the x-men movies and the late joey morgan and their scoutmaster, the hilarious david kushner who plays sports commentator champ in anchorman wearing a wig that looks like it has a life of its own. Ty and Logan want to leave the Scouts, but they won't tell their friend because they're scared. They're in their sophomore year at high school, and at that point it should really all be about girls. And then they get invited to the senior party, the end-of-year party, the secret senior party, or so they think, where... Logan's sister will be going. Ty has a crush on Logan's sister. That's a bit of a background thing. But the issue is that the Scout party sorry, the senior party is happening the same night as Joey Morgan's character getting the highest honor in the Scouts, the Condor badge. And all this the same night that the zombie apocalypse happens, or at least starts to happen in the background. They start the boys by knocking over a deer that then comes alive and runs off, only for it to then attack Scoutmaster Rogers, before he then becomes the scientist's first victim himself. The boys then meet Denise, a local stripper, sorry, cocktail waitress, who helps them out by buying them beer for the party. But we will see her again later. The boys then go and camp, and it's a nice montage of them hanging out, whilst the party goes on at a warehouse somewhere in town and the boys have to admit to joey that they want to leave the scouts it's kind of a coming of age moment mixed with high school movies as they drive through a deserted town quite sad about what's happened but something has happened the grocery store has been broken into or broken out of the bouncer is missing from the door of denise's strip club and so the boys sneak in after all they're 16 and we are introduced to the idea of a zombie stripper dancing and then it kicks off zombie stripper zombie bouncer and a shotgun wielding stripper sorry cocktail waitress being chased around town by swarms of infected there were poop jokes Zombie boob gags with a real-world porn star who won, and I did look it up, uh, a an award for the best DP scene in 2014. Britney Spears, sing-along with a local weirdo zombie, uh, zombie cats and a zombie cat lady, trampolining zombies, a crazy zombie penis grab joke, hold on to that cock, Ben! An elderly zombie with no false teeth, biting, or should I say, gumming Logan's ass. A fat zombie with a YOLO t-shirt, that is funny in, in itself. And a jawless zombie, using his tongue to pleasure a clueless cheerleader. Dolly Parton. And the practical application of flammable sprays and a naked flame. After all, the whole concept of this movie is that scouts always come prepared, right? Useful knots, whittling spears, putting their skills into use, and then a kick-ass arrival shot at the party at the end to the scorpions rock you like a hurricane. There was a great line, I really did like it, from Joey. Um, It basically goes along the lines of, ''I'm really sorry I set fire to you, Scoutmaster Rogers. I hope it's not as bad as it looks.'' It is actually as bad as it looks. And then poor Scoutmaster Rogers gets run over. He gets blown up. And then he gets shat on. Poor guy. Taking, you know, It is a classic. It is a classic zombie story if you strip away the aforementioned sophomoric humour. There's an outbreak at a lab. The disease spreads through the community quietly in the background and eventually once our heroes are confronted by it they have to run around improvising weaponry as they do trying to find the people that they care about before the military bombs the town sound familiar well yes i mean that that's the that's the plot of 80 percent of all zombie movies isn't it but at this one the gags are genuinely funny the production quality is up there with the you know upper middle tier of zombie movies. And they take themselves far too seriously where these guys, it's a comedy. It's a comedy version of a classic zombie plot with some quite unique gags. I mean, they're kind of like American Pie level gags, Scream movie level gags. But other than that, you know this is great. I loved it the first time I saw it, and I loved it the second time round. Would I recommend it? Well, yes, but it's not the only movie we're looking at. So now, moving on to Black Friday. Okay, um, I was going to take a step back uh, from the second option and to uh, to pull a U-turn for the podcast. <laughs> effectively avoiding the second movie option and parking in the disabled bay in front of the movie Office Uprising, a rather fun virus breakout story set in an office building and starring Teen Titans' very own Brenton Thwaites. A movie that I see as the zombified twin of The Walking Dead's Stephen Yeun, yes, Yes, I am still as mad as Maggie about the way Glenn died, and his movie of a similar ilk, Mayhem. But no, no, um, I, let's stay consistent here. Um, it is a comedy special after all. And so to Black Friday. Black Friday is set in an Allmart. An Allmart. Yes, you heard that right. On Black Friday, Thanksgiving, the busiest day of the shopping year and an alien blob uh, crashes through the roof killing one member of the early morning shift who then goes on to kill the other two. This is whilst the day shift get ready. We meet the recovering alcoholic Ken, a bit of a discount bucket Aaron Eckhart in looks and he is being forced to work over the Thanksgiving uh, weekend uh, and leave his kids with his ex-wife and her new partner uh, we also meet germaphobe Chris who, who has to work over the Thanksgiving holiday too because his dad who we meet at the dinner table and is clearly a jerk still charges him rent we also meet the other members of the team as well wisecracking Marnie with whom Ken has an imagined relationship uh, Michael J White's tough guy Archie a nasty piece of work Anita and Stephen Peck's sycophantic asshole Brian before the big daddy of them all, the store manager Bruce Campbell, who tells everyone just before the store opens that the staff won't be getting paid breaks or bonuses, pissing them all off. With that the store opens and the humans, the shoppers, are savages. They are miserable people. You have and angry grandmas complaining. There's also a few sick people that you see in the queue too. They keep appearing. It starts off with with sort of darkening around the eyes with the rest of their skin pale and then turns to boils on their faces before attacking other shoppers. One of them attacks Chris who fights back, killing her. But the others didn't see the woman attack him in the first place. Just that Chris killed someone. So he's tied up and the others, they just don't believe him. But then another worker, the new boy Emmett, he's attacked by a boil-covered shopper and saved by Ken, but he is infected. The virus in this movie is transmitted by firing from the mouth, some sort of white webbing, um, and basically it, it makes them turn, so Emmett... Turns. Killing Anita, thank God, because if he hadn't, then one of the others would have, and, and if they didn't, then I would have climbed into the bloody screen and done it myself. She was horrible. You see, we, you and I, dear listeners, we need our bad guys to get their comeuppance. I genuinely couldn't watch Game of Thrones because I knew that the Lannisters didn't get theirs until the last episode of the final season. So it's always good when the bad guys get theirs. Anyway, back to the plot. With other toy stores also being attacked, the store is full of, I want to say zombies, but I mean the infected. It's that whole big question, what is a zombie? But we won't go there and through that again. Um not here anyway we'll do that in a, in a later episode. These are crazed bloody boil covered shadows of their f- their human selves. They are no longer the person that they used to be. Uh, they were turning in quotes um, and they were turning others anyone that they can get hold of um, to form well some sort of giant organism um, by merging together a gestalt. I want to say, uh, made up of lots of constituent parts. And those parts are infected people. So the guys, you know, they're in the store. They're fighting back. Ken and Marnie. Michael J. White is taken out by what looks like one of the naked witches from Roll Dahl. And then the survivors barricade themselves in a storeroom, eating slices of turkey and pretzels together as their own final Thanksgiving dinner. They talk about why they work there, why they work late and long, for their own personal reasons. But, as is common for people under pressure, they end up turning on each other as the giant pink blob of a gestalt expands in the shop. It was at this moment, I thought, is this an alien movie? The incidental music that is played almost constantly even sounded a little like Predator at some points, and I questioned whether I should bin Black Friday and and go back to my original gut feeling of Office Uprising. But then there's this interchange, after Ken is bitten. If they bite you, says Ken, you turn into one. Isn't that what happens? Well, that's the mythos, agrees Bruce Campbell's Jonathan. Shut the fuck up, Jonathan, bellows Marley, Marnie. So there you have it. Turning, biting, becoming something different, i.e. not yourself. Zombies. Although it does turn out that Ken wasn't bitten by one of the infected at all snidey little brian took a chunk out of his arm during a scuffle with zombie Emmett to make ken think that he was infected and to make him stay behind because he just didn't like him see they're still trying to screw each other over as the pink blob gets even bigger the store catches fire and bruce campbell finally does the right thing by his employees and sacrifices himself allowing brian Chris and Marnie to escape down to the car park below. At this point, the giant pink monster, a huge glowing golem made up of all the infected shoppers stuck together, bursts through the roof of the burning building. The monster is like 50 feet high. Brian gets his sticky ending. Good. Uh, Ken then joins them and our heroic trio decide to take on the monster rather than running. I'll leave it at that. But did I like it? Looking back, uh, no. Not as much as the first time. I think I must have been on the beer when I did. Or particularly bored at the time. It It is what it is. Is it a zombie movie? I wouldn't say so. I'd say it's an alien movie. However, if I put in zombie movies into the search on Amazon, it comes up. I'm therefore going to have to say that it is, by some people's reckoning, a zombie movie. But am I going to recommend you go see it? Or pay money for it? No. Not even if you're a Bruce Campbell fan. So, scores on the doors, Black Friday is probably barely a 4 out of 10. And two of those are purely because Bruce Campbell's in it. And I still own Bubba Hotep on VHS. Now The Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse is a solid 7 for me. Because what I'm able to do now as we're doing more episodes is as I rewatch these movies is compare them in my head to each other. And thus I think it's a 7. I enjoyed The Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse a lot more than Patient Zero and Ponty Pool as much as Final Days if not a little more. Purely because of the humour and the originality of some of the humour that's coming out of it. And there you have it. A, A heroic thumbs up for the Scouts, and a rotting thumbs down for Black Friday and its pink alien monsters. Next up, I'm going to stick with... Zombie movies that are really just zombie movies. They can't be anything else. In fact, it's in the name. I'm going big. Abondante, as we say. Huge. With Brad Pitt's World War Z. A $260 million movie. And Zack, Dawn of the Dead 2004. Snyder's Army of the Dead with dave bautista flexing his muscles in zombie vegas so stay safe out there scavenge what you can dog food is just food don't worry about it it's just food eat it anyway and don't eat too many beans as we don't know if the zombies in this particular story hunt by sound or smell Until then, this has been the Undead Symphony Podcast with me, Darren Smith. Peace out.